0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Duality Podcast with your favorite duo, Bella and Simmy. Welcome back, Dula Peeps. <laughs> that, that's what I try to coin. Oh, Because okay. it's like Duality sounds like Dula, Dua, like Dualipa, and then Dula Peep. And like, I love me some Dua Lipa. What is Dula Peep? Is that? Dula
1: Peep. Oh, um, it was Wendy it, Williams. Yeah, she, she didn't call say memes. her name.
0: Wendy Williams is funny. Yeah. Like many memes. I don't come know a up. lot about her, but she's I just know so all weird. The memes. She says many cancelable things, but her memes are just like they get me. Like there was one where she was like <laughs> getting out of the hospital and she's like, I'd ask you to respect my privacy, but I don't I, I don't respect anyone's privacy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is so random. <laughs> it's like, Wendy, please. Anyways. Why are you crying I, off of every this? Time. This is crazy. She's literally crying of laughter. It's been five <laughs> oh, seconds that gosh. we've been talking. <laughs> Anyways, oh, today me. we're gonna talk about a really important topic and something that I think that recently I've really been trying to remedy my negative feelings and like I don't know be a more positive, happy person. And so this episode's gonna be on overthinking. Like what is overthinking? Why do we overthink? What is like the background, the history and science about overthinking? Um Maybe we'll talk a little bit about our experience, what we tend to overthink about, Mm -hmm. and then I have gathered actual direct exercises that you can use in the moment while you feel yourself overthinking and ways to break the habit um, of it over time. So yeah, I'm super excited for this one. This is going to be more of like an educational episode similar to our uh, menstruation period cycles episode. Um, I gathered a lot of research and I'll make sure to cite all my sources and I'm also going to have like all of this information sort of on a doc so you can refer back to it. Um, because yeah, I think it's important to be reminded of ways to, you know, better ourselves and not overthink. And also, I think it's, I had a really fun time researching this topic. Um, you know, some of our sources, they're from Harvard, they're from Yale, they're from this me- I you know. i being league educated. <laughs> I had fun, like, parsing through, but I understand not everyone has the time to, like, parse through 15 resources. Yeah, so, let's be real. Without this podcast, I would not be looking at the resources, <laughs> so. And so, <laughs> yeah. I really did try to grab, like, the best nuggets of knowledge from these sources, and I'm so excited to talk about this. So, yeah, we're going to get started. Um, mm-hmm. Before we do, though, any life updates? Hi, this is Bella.
0: During post episode editing, I want to let you know that we're gonna give a couple life updates. But if you'd prefer to jump right into today's topic and like the content of the episode, please skip to eight minutes. A little ASMR. Okay. It's my iced coffee. Okay. <laughs> I have a caffeine addiction, which I'm trying to break. Is that I, like I update? know.
1: Yeah, Bella. I remember when we were living together for a little bit in Orchard. <laughs> If we say the word Orange County again. Buzzwords. Orange County, work from home, everything. Buzzwords. Anyways, when we were there, I was like, wait, you really drink, like, coffee every single day? That's so crazy. She's like, I don't have an addiction or anything. Like, I just... <laughs> she literally was like, oh, no, I'm not addicted to it or anything. I just think it tastes good. She literally needed, like, the, two cups a day. The origin
0: of my addiction is because I like the way it tastes. Yeah. And then... Because I like the... I should just drink decaf. Actually, that's a concept. Yes, maybe I'll drink decaf cuz I like the way it tastes and I like having something the And to, then like,
1: she's going to realize, "Oh, oh, it's a little Uh-oh, hard." I am
0: addicted. <laughs> no, right before, um we recorded this, I was like, "I need to drink some coffee and dance around." <laughs> so, like, I was like, "Oh, it's like, okay. <laughs> maybe I do have an addiction." Anyways, life update, trying to break that. No what happens. happens? Um it's yummy. I'm addicted though. to sugars.
1: We all got we our all addictions. Our own My things. strange addiction yeah. <laughs> TLC. My strange addiction was such a good show Honestly, I'm all so the sorry. TLC shows. Like, Did, didn't someone drink like gasoline? Yes. How are they not dead? Drink their friend's blood. Ew, that was one? (laughs) Yes. Ate the couch cushion. No. Yes. Like, I'm like, that's literally like, what even is that Like, how are you alive? I'm pretty sure that would kill you. I don't know. Someone ate dirt. Oh, people are Why is it all eating? I don't know if there's... There was people who were addicted to, like, dolls or, like, pink and... Yeah, the TLC shows, Say Yes to the Dress, I freaking... So fun. Loved that show. Her budget... You're not gonna spend ten thousand? You're poor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would think that too. I'd be like, Only ten thousand? Yeah, I'm never spending good, good money on a dress. Good Absolutely luck. not. It's so funny. Those shows were know. Cake Boss too. I love Cake, Cake Boss. Boss. I wanted Buddy. to go to the- his little his little bakery all Carlos the time. Carlos Bakery. I know. Holboken.
0: I'll never forget for his wife's birthday he made like a a real life version of her cake that was
1: shocking oh of her yeah yeah, yeah, of her, yeah. no
0: and then why it was so funny and they dropped the cakes. that's <gasps> what i was gonna say that's <laughs> what i was gonna say i was like as a kid i was like no not them
1: dropping but like please that is so staged like look at you that. Think it's, but yeah that is insane though to like if you dropped it every, <laughs> every time word, would it
0: be like bleep, 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 bleep. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, the cuss words! Yes. yes, they would always be cussing. They'd He's be in like, the trucks, like they'd be he driving in the truck. Like, they'll they'll yeah. shake the car on accident, or they'll actually break the <laughs> <laughs> open up the the top zoom of the back of the truck. It'll be like a little messed up. <laughs> <laughs> they'll fix it though. My, that was stressful, yeah, like the stress family. of my life. <laughs> I was like, please, buddy, I'm rooting for you. Yes, <laughs>
0: and I love their accents. They're yes, so the family good. bakery. Yeah, it was so funny. Oh my gosh, that's good vibes. TLC yeah. is tender
1: you're loving care,
0: care right yeah it's so random t isn't there a is an oh, there's no there's plt i was thinking plt by pretty. michael jackson what is
1: it oh, oh P-Y-T, P-Y-T. Not PLT. Oh, there's too cancelling. many acronyms anyways you're not canceling. Um, uh, anyways how do we thing? get
0: to that of oh, our addictions P-Y-T.
1: have yeah, you seen another cinderella not. story the one with selena gomez
0: yeah
1: okay yeah. good you're my P-Y-T. you know
0: who was in that wasn't um no that wasn't that was princess protection program Dude, freaking Greg from Succession was in that pro- that show. Oh
1: yeah, so it That's so around. funny. He was also in Minuteman. Have you seen that movie?
0: I think I have. That was one of the few Disney things. If y'all don't know, I was a no TV child. No Disney, Very no sad. Nickelodeon, Very no Spongebob.
1: Sad. It makes me the weirder I am There today. are people... You know, you can tell when someone watched one <laughs> problem when they were a kid and yeah. when they didn't. And let me tell you, Bella did not. She watched
0: PBS <laughs> she only. May that say what it will.
1: Yeah, it's so funny. I
0: always blame that on why I'm like kinda I don't not weird, but anyways, whatever. But then my brother, he was like She's cool quirky. in high school, so I guess it wasn't that. Yeah, You're gonna me. blame
1: you're gonna blame your <laughs> terrible personality on Oh <laughs>
0: oh,
1: <laughs> oh, she came I'm from kidding. My, please. No, 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 no. It's so funny. Literally yeah, though, I don't know no, why is. would that be the reason why you don't like I I don't know just it's not she wasn't socialized (laughs) I know I'm like
0: maybe I'm just not
1: no let's be it's just my overthinking that actually
0: leads us into the topic wait Wait. she's overthinking that was good no yeah so I have a problem with overthinking and you do think about that pretty often and I spent many years I'm better better now but Mm -hmm. like overthinking my personality like thinking I was so freaking weird which like be real like (laughs) pick
1: me (laughs) I know
0: that's pick me energy but why did I really convince myself I was like oh you're such a weirdo so anyways um, Simi has prepared for us oh do your
1: life update do you have any no are you sure oh it's summertime i'm feeling summertime vibes i just got out of quarantine and i was on my way driving here and life just felt fresher and newer and better like i was really like free the windows me. were down i was i put my sunglasses on and i was singing mm. beyonce renaissance life. what is it what's better than the renaissance
0: oh what is, what is more culturally significant <laughs> <laughs> the renaissance <laughs> Or a single ladies oh, by Beyonce. <laughs> a Beyonce single lady. I'd have to say Beyonce say single lady. <laughs> Thank
1: you. She is the renaissance. Oh. Um, anyways, yeah, so it's just I'm in my summer vibe. I'm really excited. And I'm excited about this episode and to heal my soul from yeah. what I've learned from this.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of good info. I, I mean, I actually haven't even read it. So basically for the periods episode, I kind of research it and then it's like, one of us is researching, the other one's just kind of, like, asking questions. So that you have,
1: like, a fresh mind. <clears throat> yeah. And you can, Bella can ask me more questions about this topic. I could ask her more about the other mm-hmm. one. Um, so, yeah. Are you ready to get started? I am. All right. So, what is overthinking? <laughs> overthinking is repetitive and unproductive thought patterns. I'm sure we've all done it. You, you think we all been on and on and on about something. It's a really uncomfortable experience where it basically feels so crucial in that moment to think through an issue over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. Um, And often when we think we're like, and I'm so so guilty of this, I think I'm thinking through something in in quotation marks. Mm -hmm. But it often doesn't lead anywhere. I'm thinking about the same things over and over again. I'm not coming up with new arguments or something. And so, yeah, this is overthinking. And overthinking is, is very often rooted in uncertainty. We're uncertain or vulnerable about the future. We're we're trying to solve a problem in our head. We're Mm -hmm. worried about the past, something that we did, something we regret, all these feelings. It's uncertainty, and it removes you from your active participation in your current moment. Mm -hmm. If you're overthinking, you are literally living in your head in that moment. And the more you engage in it, the less you're actually doing things in your physical surroundings. I don't know why that was so profound for me to like read, Yeah. but it really is true. Same thing of like going on your phone or doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's all connected. It's, it's crazy. You out of your physical realm, your physical world, and even your mental world. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. it just takes you out of yourself and so out yeah. of your present moment. Uh-huh.
1: My little tiny stat: um, I like listened to the episode from Jay Shetty's podcast. It was my first time listening to his podcast. Actually, Was it I'm, good? I only listen to like Monk Realness. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. Um, and when he talked about thinking in general, he was saying, did you know that we process 75 gigabytes worth of information in a day in our brains? How many gigs are on our phone? Uh, most people have like 128 gigabyte or something. But like, th- that's crazy. Like all the stuff on your phone. It's like 16 movies worth of information. Oh, I'm spooked. <clears throat> and... That is a lot for our brain to, like, to handle. And that's just, like, on average. Imagine on a day you're really overthinking something. Like, that is mental strain that should be recognized. Um, But why do we often overthink? I said before that a lot of it is based upon some fixation on the past or the future. A lot of the times, it's usually out of self-doubt. You're doubting yourself for a decision you made in the past or one that you're trying to make in the future. Try to make the best decision possible. That leads to the other thing. A lot of times it's perfectionism mm-hmm. that causes you to overthink. Um, it's one of the biggest blocks to making very quick and effective decisions. You're overthinking it. You want you, you want to make the perfect decision. You think everything's all or nothing. It makes you just feel like if you don't make the right choice, the correct choice, as if there's only one option and that's the what you need to find out and discover your failure. But that's not true. First of all, you know, everything's not black and white. You're not going to make a decision and that was the right decision. Everything works out based upon decisions that you make. And I sometimes feel like when you're overthinking, you're just trying to anticipate every single possibility. You're trying to have a thorough plan in place before making a move. But that process of trying to weigh every single outcome and everything to consider—it's paralyzing, and it can make it, it can make analysis, it so you don't. Paralysis. Yes, it's like you don't make the decision because yeah. you're so fixated in trying to think it through. In, yeah. in quotes. Other things: ruminating, like repetitively thinking about something, dwelling on a negative thought or feeling. I don't like how I look. I don't like what I did yesterday. I don't like how I spoke at work, etc. You're just totally. Continuing to
0: think about the same thing. I, I have something to add there. Yeah. I will say that's interesting that you say that because sometimes I think... No one really talks about this. I don't think so, but sometimes when I'm sad, for whatever reason, I like could be something dumb, but, like, I will feed that with sad music. Please. And, please. Then I, and then I'm sad for the rest of the week. You know what I mean? When I'm sad... Why, why do we do that? Instead
1: of being sad about the present thing that's making me sad, I'll <clears throat> think of every other thing that's going wrong in my life. Yeah, that's so totally bad.
0: catastrophizing. Yes. Yeah, that Which you're going to get into. But, no, yeah, I don't know. I think that it's very, very normalized to yeah like we don't have to be in that mind space all the time you know mm-hmm. like yeah there's some things out of our control that make us sad but to continue to be like that depending on the situation but I do think like most of the time let's not feed into it
1: yeah well I feel like if you're sad about one thing the the thing you shouldn't be doing is finding more things to make yeah. you fully drown in it yeah. I mean sometimes I think we look for I think the reason why I used to I don't do that anymore I don't listen to sad music when I'm sad but I used to because I would I was waiting for a release like crying or something mm-hmm. and it would help me get there but yeah. We should be trying to make ourselves feel better. I mean, sometimes it's fine. You're allowed to feel sad and you shouldn't just run away we should from should feel it. your emotions, yeah. But yeah. I think
0: there's a difference between like feeling what you <coughs> need to feel and like hyper focusing. Like you said, like ruminating on them. Like rumination's never good.
1: Yeah. But yeah. Other thing is hyper vigilance. I did not realize I was doing this until I read this. But basically, it's like constantly assessing for a possible danger. I do that a lot mm-hmm. when it comes to like, you know, even like planning a trip or going on a walk. I will be, like, so on edge when I do things, Mm -hmm. and that's just with my overthinking and my scared, like, I'm scared of threats and danger and all these different things. The last thing is catastrophizing. Um, That's a big reason why we tend to overthink is because we're assuming that the worst will happen. That's Mm -hmm. what catastrophizing is. Yeah, there's just no room for negativity. I, I think that it's hard, though, because I have a tendency, I think, in the past to, overthink and catastrophize because I don't want to be let down, of Mm. course, if, like, things do go wrong. So it's like you're already feeling the negative emotions to save yourself. From what, though? From the shock of it. But if anything, you're just making yourself go through the pain for maybe no reason when the worst doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of – those are probably the common experiences of why we overthink. Um, Some background or history on overthinking, basically – Part of our survival in the past has depended on anticipating danger, being hyper-vigilant, literally. Um, And usually, you know, our ancestors, if you think of continuing the human race, all these different things, they would try to predict where, when, how their life would be threatened. And they would try to plan accordingly, get to safety, Mm -hmm. prepare for a conflict, so that you can have a better chance at seeing the next day and surviving. So overthinking is a survival mechanism. It's like thinking through everything. But it may have been more useful to our ancestors than it is to us now because we're not having to worry as much about the same things of survival. Yeah. We're lucky enough. A lot of us don't have to think about it in that way. So we need to, like, break away from this, like, I'm just surv- like survival mindset. No, you're, you're fine. Alive. Yeah. You're alive. You're good. <laughs> yeah. And then also the process of overthinking is not really, like, clear to scientists yet that's interesting yeah but based upon the hunches we can basically assume that it engages the same parts of our brain that are involved with anxiety and fear the cerebral cortex miss woman in stem i'm Mm -hmm. not but you know actin cerebral cortex is the seat of all of the thinking that you do and it's basically the logical part of your brain that can bring up your memories, and it can help you think about things and anticipate things. But if you let yourself obsess over something, soon you're going to have what we call the amygdala. It's another part of your brain. That part of your brain basically is your emotional center, mm-hmm. and it's the thing that makes your heart pound. Oh, it makes you feel uneasy, and it makes your like your muscles tense up, and... Basically, the more you worry about something, the more you train your brain to literally think about it, and that's mm-hmm. scary. That's actually kind of scary. And the more that you overthink, the more you activate your amygdala, and it can become like this very vicious cycle. That actually, can overthinking is a habit. It can become a habit, and that's why I'm going to talk later about how ways you can try to break that habit. It's really important not to fixate and obsess over something because you're training your brain to continue doing it. Did you have a question about that or thought?
0: Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, there was this book that I read. I think during COVID, I really, really had like – I mean, there's been different times in my life. I think I definitely am an overthinker, so I struggle a lot with like feeling anxious about things that like – please, you don't even feel anxious about them. But I, I do like – that's something that I feel like I do struggle with. And um, one of these books that I was recommended was called Get Out of Your Head, Stopping the Spiral of Toxic Thoughts. And she talks about that, like how we create our – like our thought processes, like our brains are, are like malleable. So the thoughts that you continue to have over and over and over again – if you keep thinking about it, it's just going to be, like, where your brain naturally goes. So if you keep thinking, like, yeah, I had this one time in life where, like, I used to, like, always think about when I got my car, oh, my gosh, like, what if something bad happens, like.
1: When you got in your car? Yeah, like, (gasps) yeah.
0: And, but when you keep telling yourself that, it's, like, it just makes it, like, associates, like, you getting in your car with something bad happening. And it's, like, that's not really. That's not good. That's not good. And you have to, there's this other, like, I think it can apply to anyone, but, like, it happens to be a Bible verse, and it's, like, It says, like, take every thought captive, and I think that's true. I think to stop, like, that spiral of thoughts, and it's literally scientific. Like, your brain does make, like you said, connections between if you repeat a thought over and over again, it's going to continue to have that thought. So that's Mm -hmm. something I try to remember. Like, yes, some some things – I think events happen to you which can cause thoughts. And, you know, of course there's exceptions when you're going through, like, really tough things. Like, you can't really just be like, well, I can't think that. But I think there's many cases for me personally, and I don't know if anyone else can relate, but it's like – who can
1: relate (laughs) relate. why did I think of that song anyways oh yes yes. where (laughs) where um
0: I can take that thought I can take that thought and I don't have to like we are we are in control of our thoughts like I know sometimes we're not but like most of the time Mm -hmm. we're in control so that's kind of interesting like scientific the reasoning behind it so I don't know I like that that's cool
1: yeah And let's, let's bring it a tiny bit further where it's like everyone overthinks, but some people overthink more than other people. And actually there was a study led by the University of Michigan, um, that found that 73% of 25 to 35 year olds and 52% of 45 to 55 year olds, basically a freaking lot of people, um, overthink. Oh my gosh. And the study also found that um, overthinking was a factor in depression and anxiety. And particularly in women, it, it was a problem. Mm. So, you know us. Us women, we be overthinking. It's, late. it's late. But overall, I think it's easy to confuse overthinking with problem solving. I have done that so mm-hmm. much. Like, I want to say that I'm like, so, I don't overthink. Like, I'm totally fine. I'm just really, like, reasoning through everything. But there is a difference between doing that properly and fix like fixating on things that are not helping because if you're going in a loop it's no longer problem solving you are thinking like you're literally obsessing over the same thoughts you've already thought through and so it's important to focus on what you can control and even though we can't maybe remove our thoughts I'm glad we can't thank you we can think um but we can replace these thoughts that are overwhelming us um and I'm gonna go into ways that I think that we can very good, very good.
0: Yeah, I was going to also say that I think that, for me, overthinking is, like, this false sense of control, which mm-hmm. I think as much as that's like, reasoning through things, it's this false sense of control that, like, maybe... I'm going to come
1: to the perfect conclusion.
0: Yeah, yeah, or, uh, yeah, I'll come to the perfect conclusion at some point, and that'll help me make the decision. But, like, most of the things we overthink... Personally, like, the things I overthink about, they're not things I can control. Yes. So I don't know why. I think because they're not things I can control, I try to overthink as a means to try to control them. But, like... I remember when I was getting into college or like taking my SAT or all that stuff I would or even tests I would overthink about like well like let me calculate my grade if I get this grade and then like if I get that grade sorry my dog is in the background she's rolling Ah. around um if I get this grade then that's gonna happen and then that's gonna happen and then I won't get into this school or you know and it's like what's done is done we're not in control of the we're in control of the things that we can do and the things we're not in control it's like I overthink about it. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so what are some ways that you think you overthink often? Um, As I mentioned in the beginning. Literally all of high school. I think it's also just like a thing of being like, growing up you feel so uncomfortable and like who you are because you don't really you know what I mean I think that's just like a teenage feeling but I literally was like I used to think I had the weirdest personality and I remember being so I'm embarrassed like and it's like and it's me. funny
1: because I, when Bell and I weren't as close as friends like we were more acquaintances like I never thought she was weird like yeah. I never thought you had a weird like I thought you were literally normal
0: yeah. Like, if uh, anything, you were more, so like, basic normal. and normal. Cool. No, I'm joking, Like, know. normal
1: SpongeBob. <laughs> you don't know what that is, though. <laughs> oh. No, but, like, literally, I thought that you were, like, so
0: chill. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah, and then it's, like, then I look at the facts and it's, like, I mean, if you have friends, then you're. It's, who cares if you're weird? Like, you have people that love you. So that's what I – I don't know. That's one thing I used to overthink about. I don't really overthink about it as much. But, like, things I say in professional settings or personal settings, like, oh, I don't know why I said that so weird. Like, what did I do? Like, are they going to think that about me? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if people know your character and you have a good heart and you have good intentions and you care about others, like, you're never going to say anything that crazy. I also overthink my future a lot. When am I going to move into an apartment? Where am I going to move? What's my next job going to be? Like, all these things that it's like – I actually think if we knew the answers to those, it would make life so much less exciting and mm-hmm. like, you know, like it's fun that we get to be in the present moment and not have to stress so much about like, you can make plans, but at the end of the day, like what's meant to be is going to happen. And all you can do is kind of like, all you can do is the things that are within your control, but the things that are without your control, it's like, just let it go. Um, so I ever think that probably I'd say those are the things I most overthink. I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, I'm sure there's other things like just. Glad like, you're not
1: overthinking it, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. good. So
0: that's not me blowing out the mic. That's basically better overthink about a little bit of everything, Slay. But I'm—I feel like as I get older, I'm getting better at it. Um, probably also because I feel like I think spiritually, I just am like, God's in control at the end of the day. So what am I really doing? Like, calm down, girl.
1: Anyways, that's me. What about you? Yeah, I, know, I completely like. I can relate. you can relate why do you really say woo after like oh okay um I relate definitely I think that the most time people tend to overthink I tend to overthink about what how people perceive me think about how people what people think about you and so that was kind of like a bad habit of mine I've like overthought conversations and thought how I could have said something better you know, like those shower conversations you have with yourself, mm. practicing of arguments, that vibe. Um, and I definitely like overthink people. People would say I'm ambitious a bit. I'm a little bit of a high achiever, I think. And so when it comes to work and school, oh, 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 oh. like I overthink doing well mm. and what it means to do well and what my plan is for the future and how best to approach it and how to do X, Y and Z to get this out of life or that out of life. Like I really am like a chronic planner in a way. I don't like. I'm not as spontaneous, so when it comes to trips, you already know me with that big itinerary, like stuff no, like that. No, it's so funny. She's
0: clutch for that though. Like whenever we go on trips, <laughs> no,
1: dead serious. It's an
0: Excel sheet or like yeah. a Google Doc of like hourly planned. Love it though. Yeah, no, it's I, also
1: like a strength though. That's the interesting thing. Yeah, a lot of
0: overthinkers like your strengths is also like
1: related in that. Like we gonna get into it. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly, mm-hmm. definitely because thinking through something genuinely and actually being a critical thinker versus overthinking thing. And I think that the key of it is like, when you've already thought those thoughts, like you already considered those options, don't think about it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly. Biggest strength can be a weakness as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. And then work, well, I don't know why recently work communication has been the thing that I overthink, like I overthink how people perceive me at work and whether I'm doing a good job and that like people like me, etc. I think that We all overthink. The next section, we're going to talk about exercises that can actually, like, actually tangibly help you stop overthinking in that moment. So, the first thing, what I like doing a lot when I overthink is reframing my thoughts Mm -hmm. and, like, really just focusing on what you can control. If you write out or think out what you genuinely are ruminating about and logically reason through it, you can probably figure out realize that you're being a little delulu being a little Mm -hmm. delusional and that you're overthinking for example this is something that i feel way too often it's ridiculous so sometimes i ask my boss a question over email over slack microsoft teams that vibe and if they don't use an emoji when they respond or they don't say it in like the nicest way possible i genuinely think that oh i'm losing my job like Please. Yes, I'll be like, oh, they probably think I'm annoying or maybe I asked a dumb question or maybe I'm wasting their time. That's really how my mind will spiral off if I don't get a response that I want. But then logically, I think about it. What if they're busy? Yeah. What if they just responded quickly in the middle of doing like hopping between meetings? Mm-hmm. They could be having a busy, stressful, unpleasant day too. And maybe they're not in the mood to just, like find the perfect emoji to send me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably just don't have the time. They genuinely are not even thinking twice about our interaction. And if I really asked dumb questions, you know, I was trying to like catastrophize by saying, oh, I'm going to lose my job. No, if I really asked dumb questions and if I really wasn't doing well, they wouldn't have hired me. Yeah, and they exactly. wouldn't have, they would have given me feedback about it if there was a problem. But if in our chances for feedback, they didn't give me feedback that said that, why am I worrying about this? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm honestly, sadly wasting my time. And yeah. more importantly, I'm emotionally hurting myself by yeah. like being in a spiral. So that's one example. Or if there's like, Maybe you feel like, oh, like I've been trying, I have this goal for so long and I haven't got it done. Like I've never gotten this project done. I'm never going to get this X, Y, or Z. Logically break it up. Maybe break it up into smaller tasks. Think, yeah, it's a lengthy process, but it makes sense. Like this was, this type of goal, it was never going to be an overnight thing. So stop blaming yourself for it not being that. No, like Beyonce did not write Renaissance overnight. Nothing happens <laughs> overnight. Mm -hmm. Um, So give yourself grace. No one one even knows what they want immediately, let alone, like, make the plan and and go through with it. So if you're overthinking your progress in life or things like that, just know that you are doing completely fine. And really be honest with yourself and realize logically that you've probably done your best up to now.
0: Yeah, and I like what you said, too, there. I think that we could even talk about, like um with that related to doing creative things or things that are outside your comfort zone those kinds of things we overthink those to the point where we don't do them and I think that's like this podcast or something like things that are creative if it feels like a lot of work
1: you overthink it you think you spend more time it's like procrastinating you spend more time stressing about it than actually like Let's calm down and let's do it. Yeah. Let's let's just start. Let's just take the first step. Yeah. That's why I love that one. This is kind of like a productivity hack, so it's not really related to this as much. But I love that one thing where it's like if you're so stressed about something you have to do tomorrow, do five minutes of it. Exactly. Only five minutes. Because even just getting started just like releases so much of the tension. Yeah, yeah there's so or
0: i overthink with emails too like oh yeah i just avoid them instead of like just doing this like it really takes two minutes but to respond, yeah yes. to respond to an email so yeah a lot of it is really just and do you remember
1: any email that someone has sent you yeah i can't no. recall truly because no one cares yeah yeah
0: so it's crazy how we we really create these like alternate universes in our mind where people care about like the
1: words we use in emails and stuff yeah. so yeah I, that's real so reframe your thoughts. That's one way. A second way is I've never done this, but I read about this and apparently it's a very useful thing to schedule your worry time. It's apparently a classic technique that's used in cognitive behavioral therapy. But basically the idea is that you wait, like you table your worries until your scheduled time that you spent that you're going to plan to spend worrying about it. So this present like prevents you from overthinking about it in that moment and dwelling on the random like thoughts that you can have um but just being like i am gonna think about this i am gonna give it the time you know to think it through but i'm not gonna do it right now i'm gonna do it you know at 6 p.m tonight for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and you can even use a timer if it's helpful like i i should only think about a problem like this for this long and anything longer than that stop like it's not worth it and during that time that you scheduled you can let out all your thoughts and you can think through all your worries and make sure to stop when that worry time that you scheduled is over Mm-hmm. And if you sometimes I do this too, like I'm like, oh, but I have a random thought that I, I want to think about in reference to this situation. Okay, write down that one thought and then stop thinking about it again and wait till schedule time. Yeah. Those that's sorts good. of things. Um, and then also you can like take notes during that time that you dedicated to worrying about this and use it to better reflect on future decisions. The next rule, flip a coin. Mm-hmm. We make too many there's too many decisions that we are tasked with making in a day. I like, personally, not even just flipping a, fo- a coin to leaving it to chance. Honestly, I flip a coin so I can see how my gut yeah, reacts same. to it. Yeah, if it's a decision where it's, like,
0: I flip a coin and then I'm, like, tails, dang it, I don't really want that. Then it's, like, okay, obviously, then obviously want Then obviously I want a like, head. please. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Especially, I'll do that when it's, like, even things like picking, like, picking what food I want to eat with friends or something. Like, I'll flip a coin to be, like, I can't decide between this and this. And then I'll know what I actually wanted when I, like, either am happy or, mm-hmm. like, mm, disappointed in the coin toss. That's a really cool thing to do. Oh, and fun fact if you don't have a coin, you can ask Miss Siri or Alexa, all those people probably, mm-hmm. and they'll flip a coin for you. Anyways, the next thing is having perspective outside of what you're overthinking. There's time perspective. I made this up. I think there's like other ways that people look at it, but I think this is easier to remember. Use the one, one, one rule. Will whatever you're thinking about matter in one week? Will it matter in a, in one month? Mm-hmm. A year? What about a decade? I doubt it. Yeah. And so it's just, like, important to put these decisions that you're making into perspective of, like, they don't need to, like, literally drain out your entire day if they're not going to matter to you in a week. That's, like, a big thing when it comes for me and decision fatigue where it's, like, I'm so stressed about what type of bread I get at the grocery store. I will run out of that bread in a week or two weeks, like, yeah. and then I get to get a new one why am I letting myself be mentally distressed over this decision and overthinking yeah. that
0: yeah that's good that makes me think too about sometimes I do that and when I'm in my my overthinking era I don't do this as much anymore but I would like I don't know if anyone can relate can relate yes. <laughs> anyways we need to stop but <laughs> yeah I would think sometimes it's actually demented like I'm literally not literal, demented but I would literally be like if I if I decide, to, do I want Thai or do I want Mexican t- like Mexican food tonight? And then I'm like, well, what if I go to the Thai restaurant and I meet, like, someone really important to my life there and then then it affects, like, my 10-year really? goal. I literally, that's literally, I mean, I have to, like, fight against it, but that's literally the same. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really matter if I get Thai food, but what if I meet someone there that matters to, like, the actual fate of my life? And then, it, then in those moments, that's Ow. why whenever it's like, like, you literally have to take that off because, like, no, you're literally making that up. Like, and if it's someone that you're meant to meet, in life they're going to come back into your circle like and that's why I feel like I literally have to focus a lot and you get into this I know that you're going to get into this later but I really do have to remind myself that God has a plan because there's so many things we can like delusionally make up to have meaning that don't like Mm -hmm. please if I get if I decide to you know what I mean like yes we're in control of some things in our life but some things are going to happen how they're going to happen and it's not within our control so yeah that's one delusional thought process I don't know if anyone else can like Has that as well? I don't have it all the time, but sometimes I do. And I'm it. it, It's it's in those instances where you really do have to like what you were mentioning earlier, reframe your thought and Mm -hmm. kind of come back to earth and be like, okay, what's the reality of the situation? And then you know, gives you a lot more insight there.
1: One hundred percent. Even though you may be able to recall what you overthought about it, does it even matter to your situation right now? Probably not. Evidence of the rule, the one 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 rule that if it doesn't matter in a month if it doesn't matter in a year a decade then stop plaguing yourself with this feeling this feeling of overthinking the other part of perspective is situational perspective think about what you're actually overthinking about some decisions are worth like you know going over because they're like maybe huge decisions for like your life like picking a college etc but other ones are not before you like start you know overthinking or thinking like oh like is this a big decision or is this a small decision think about what people in your life what priorities in your life your life trajectory how how does it affect your life trajectory mm-hmm. and if it doesn't re- affect it that much then you know that it's not something that's worth spending this much time on um and it'll help you differentiate between like what's meaningful and what's not worth obsessing over And I would venture to say, even the things that do
0: matter, like colleges, I literally transferred out of my first college. Like, no decision is like, if you go this way, you're done. Like, that's the fork in the road. You're like, nothing is totally absolute. Like, okay, let's say, yeah, you do make, there's no really like, I don't want to say wrong decision, but maybe you go to the school and you're like, dang, this isn't the best place for me, or I don't feel like this is the best place for me, then you can either stay there and make it the best place for you because you are in control of like those kinds of things, like seeking out the opportunities, or you just switch paths. Like if you move to a different city and you don't like it, you can always move back home. So I think that kind of like takes away the pressure too.
1: I know, and I think it's like, but then you think like, oh, but that's so much work, I don't want to, like, oh, I want to make the right decision in the first place but the reality is you can only make a decision for your present self you don't know how you're going to feel in the future Mm -hmm. your feelings will change your situation will change circumstances the doors that were open to you and you just have to go with like what's best and what right in front of you and Mm -hmm. it's so great to i think about that sometimes too when i whether it's a college decision or like even a job if you if something happens knock on wood and like you maybe you're not able to work where you're working you'll find another job eventually like there's there's something it'll be okay you'll have another option so i think that's That goes into like the next thing of the situational perspective, which is what is the worst case scenario? Mm -hmm. What is the best case scenario? And then what's actually more realistic to happen? If you put those extremes in your head, then you have the situation thought through. Like that's already thought through then. Mm -hmm. You know the worst that, that can happen, you know the best of what can happen, and then make a decision according to that. And if the, and that's a good reason to, a good way to understand whether if the worst case scenario is literally not even that bad then you're really overthinking something that's not that big of a deal. Yeah, facts. Another way to stop overthinking in the moment is, of course, the good and and tried-and-true way of journaling, Mm -hmm. writing it out. And for me personally, I have a hard time having the pen keep up with my mind, so I sometimes like to voice memo, record, Mm -hmm. and talk it out, or, you know, bug my friend Bella here and make her listen to (laughs) me talk forever. Loving a verbal processor. Yeah, (laughs) definitely a verbal processor. But, yeah, it can help a lot. You said that you journal a lot when you overthink, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I usually I'll write down all the things that I am stressing about, and then I'll write down all the things I'm grateful for. I will, like, pray about it after, and I feel like just, like, releasing it, releasing the things I can't control to God and, like, know that he has a plan, that gives me a lot of – I know I mentioned that earlier, but it really does give me a lot of peace. And then thinking back about the things I'm grateful for, that usually brings me back around to, like, like I'll think about – um you know, when I was kind of worrying about what job I'm going to do, what job I was going to do post-grad, I would worry about that constantly. And then I think about, like, when I was worried about transferring colleges and how that worked out. So mm-hmm. it's like, if that, you know, look at the past and, like, look at the things that have happened. And, if and that how the is decisions, evidence, yeah, that is they worked out that, the way they're supposed to work out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it used to be evidence to me, like, even if <coughs> something, you know, there's really no worst case scenario because there's, a, you know, always good's going to come out of something. So, Yeah. yeah.
1: And honestly, I genuinely think, yeah, I believe, you know, everything happens for a reason vibes. But also, everything happens for a reason because everything works itself out the way, like, it just works out. It just, go life goes on no mm-hmm. matter what. Yeah. And so, yes, everything will work out a certain way. Hopefully, it's for the better and you feel like it's for the better. But, gen- like, everything should be fine. Mm-hmm. I genuinely believe. But, yeah. So, journaling is a cool way. And honestly, let's talk about these, like, when it, when it's something you've been overthinking about for years, and, like, maybe past traumas, that sort of vibe of things. I completely understand. There are things that I feel like I constantly, like, I'm always, I've always overthought about for years. But I think a way to, like, have sort of, like, a, it was a catharsis, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this feeling of catharsis and, like, you're letting it go is to physically, symbolically let go of these thoughts. And so a way you can do it, write out your thoughts in that journal we just talked about, rip out the pages, and burn them. Mm-hmm. Or, like or rip them up rip up the pages just let go of the thought and let it like physically leave you it's the same reason why a lot of people like burn the stuff that their boyfriend like Mm -hmm. gave them or something after like a breakup because sometimes you just need to physically feel like an end point same reason why I feel like crying feels good sometimes it's a release yeah same thing you can write in the sand at the beach and let the waves wash it away like there's so many ways to just let it go Mm -hmm. yeah that's good And then the last thing in the moment, I think, that helps when you're overthinking is just give it perspective to your life and be reminded of the things that you're grateful for. Um, If you believe in God, I feel like it's very much like you can very much feel like God has a plan for you. And so that's great. And then also, I think that just getting in touch with sources of life that are bigger than yourselves. I think this is why, honestly, nature is connected to feeling better emotionally, being more mentally, like healthy it's because I genuinely believe it's when you when I look out at the trees around me and the sun that's shining on me I feel small in a good way because I feel like the world is so grand and so beautiful and so perfect and so it's nice to have that perspective that there's things that are bigger than you and when I was researching for this I think I realized that's why like looking out for me at the ocean is the best feeling Mm -hmm. is because it's literally the most beautiful place you usually see like the best sunsets there And just, like, seeing the waves, like, they will continue waving. Like, no matter what happens, those waves are still coming back and forth day by day, every single day. Yeah. And it's such a peaceful feeling of, like, whatever I'm worried about, it is nothing in the grand scheme of, like, this beautiful world we have around us. Yeah. Having that perspective, I think, is really huge.
0: Yeah, that's really big. That's true. And I think also sometimes related to that is I think you can go back to think about, like, I am so much more my value is not in this decision. So why am I putting so much into it? Or like, it's not in this, you know, if you have like a weird conversation, you're like, oh, I don't feel like the best about how I said something. It's like, you know, like you have a good heart. Your value mm-hmm. is so much more than that. You have people that love you. And so that conversation not a big deal. You can just move on. Like, it's not, you know, it's not your purpose in life, it, whether that conversation went well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that you're right. Giving perspectives to things that are bigger than yourself is really, um, really big.
1: A hundred percent. So I think those are all like honestly pretty great ways. Like that helped me even just like learning about it. I was like, wow, like these are really good exercises and ways to stop yourself in that moment from draining on and on. Like that perspective is so important. Mm -hmm. But over time, I talked about it earlier that overthinking can become a habit Um, and habits can be broken down. And so I wanted to share some ways that I think that you can help yourself from overthinking or keep yourself from overthinking as often as maybe you do now. So the first way is to limit the drain of decision fatigue. Basically, you have to make so many decisions every day, picking out your outfit, picking out what you're going to eat, mm-hmm. etc. All these decisions, it really does kind of sometimes, it can really make things harder. Feel hard, mental strain, those vibes. You may not have all the mental and emotional resources for to make all these decisions, And you're more likely to overthink decisions when you're drained. And so if you can eliminate those smaller decisions that maybe don't matter as much to your day-to-day, you'll have more energy and time and thought, and like, what's the word, brain space, Yeah. mental Mm -hmm. space, for the decisions that you actually want to have more energy towards, Yeah. more whatever. And so a way that you can do that is to create routines or rituals to conserve your brain power, literally like, a weekly meal plan, or I was thinking about this a lot lately, a capsule wardrobe, not that I am so fixated on making one, because I think also the process of making capsule wardrobe can be overwhelming, Mm -hmm. but just understanding that I've been trying to, like, literally get rid of everything, donate everything that I don't, like, I haven't worn in, like, over a year or something, because the, like... I think that's sometimes why trips... Trips are stressful, picking the clothes that you take on them. But when you're on the trip, I love when I only have... I have a smaller closet to p- pick from. Yeah, Like There's less like, choices. That's it. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to be like, oh, I could try this on. And then, oh, there's nothing worse than try- like trying
0: on outfits and then throwing Bad. them all over your room. And then you're like, I'm late, so I can't clean up. And then you get back and then you and get back and
1: it's all there. Uh, you see the no, remnants no, of the no. disaster. Yeah. Exactly. And so just like making routines so that you know what you're going to eat in the morning. Or like you know... You have smaller choices of, like, what you're going to wear. I think that's also why sometimes dressing professionally is kind of fun because I don't have as much professional clothes. Yeah, it's just like, So, there's not that many options. i got a laser. Exactly. But, yeah. Um, sometimes it can be good to eliminate some of the smaller decisions that we're forced to make every day um, by making protocols and routines and removing – or even, like, for work and stuff, removing yourself from meetings you don't have to be in. Those sorts of things, just decluttering your your – the amount of decisions you have to make in a day I think can be very beneficial over time to stop yourself from overthinking and being mentally drained. Mm -hmm. Another thing is journaling over time. Um, Just being way more aware of how you feel about things on a daily, checking in with yourself way more often is going to help you be more in tune with your emotions so you don't overthink things. Things don't boil all up into a big problem. Um, And I get really like about journaling sometimes because i just feel like again my brain can't keep up with my my hand when i'm writing but over time i think that you can practice journaling and get better at it and your thoughts will start slowing down to match your writing speed and it'll feel easier to like slip out of overthinking yeah i also think that therapy like that's another way of journaling kind of because you're able to talk talk through your emotions um so that's a great way to stay in touch with yourself Yeah, shameless plug. I don't know
0: if any of y'all have parents or are employees of, like, a federal thing. Like, if you're a teacher or you're related to a a teacher or, like, firefighter, police officer, like, any of those people that work for, like, the government, most of those employers will give you 10 free sessions of therapy. Not all, but, like, definitely something to look into because I feel like there's this big stigma that therapy is so expensive, and it Mm -hmm. is for people that don't have it through healthcare. healthcare, But there's more free offered than, like, you would think. So I would... I encourage you to look into that even if you're not even going through anything like it's just kind of nice to just talk to someone get like a
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: literally for good for verbal processors i think
1: yeah yeah 100 i also like if you're at a university that has the resources definitely use them you're paying that tuition you're basically paying for therapy so mm-hmm. definitely if you Utilize. can Utilize. get seen or go to like a group session or something definitely should another thing is obviously you talk to a trusted supportive friend because that can be good to get perspective on whatever issue that you're overthinking about and reminder to only go to the people that you know well and that you respect and they actually like recommended on multiple things that I read they recommend not to talk to more than one to three people about like whatever you're overthinking about because the more opinions that you solicit the more your thoughts are just gonna go like you're gonna consider way too many things that maybe not even as relevant too many viewpoints too many perspectives can create like make it harder for you to make your decision because if someone's not close to you, then they don't even know your perspective Facts. and they're not thinking from your POV yeah. of um, what's actually best for you. From experience. Yeah. <laughs> let's get into this, shall we? And yes. we'll talk about how
0: it was – I mean, it ended up being good, but anyways. Um, So I just think overall it's important to have your trusted advisor crew. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I can name my – like, I feel like mine are – yeah, my like, I have, like, two friends, like, one is to me, and then my mom, like – And I'm like, okay, that's all. You know, I have other people that I definitely trust, but, like, those are, like, my Mm go-tos. And I think it's important to, like, have love, respect for those people, mutual, and then also, like, know that they have your best interests. Because when I was making my college decision – I literally asked everyone and their mom. Like they no literally lie.
1: walked into classrooms and asked like the populace. Almost it was insane. Like, <laughs> was like I really couldn't believe take what a was vote, happening. Take a vote. <laughs> yeah, that no, was what I was thinking. For I, sure. Oh yeah,
0: for sure. I literally had issues. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I asked like my my teachers. Like they don't know me. They don't know what's best for me. They don't know they like don't. the things that matter to me. Yeah. Um, and I, it I the jokes on me because I literally I went to UCLA for a year and then freaking transferred to Pepperdine because I didn't like. Let it, it
1: be like, known. Every single person obviously that's UCLA because it's yeah, UCLA like <laughs> that Bella asked, yeah, said UCLA, except me uh-huh. and her mom and, and then the other sister. third
0: my other my other friend she, i met her pepperdine so it's so yeah. funny i would never met her and yeah yeah you guys were the ones y'all were the real ones rooting for me i'm glad that experience happened because no, yeah, i feel yeah. like it made me like th- like and also, that's that's a, in there you made the literally decision you probably thought that was
1: the better decision yeah right?
0: but it's also evidence like even if it's like quote unquote maybe the wrong decision you can, i'm still grateful that i had experience because mm-hmm. it like literally gave me like a whole freaking spiritual awakening and like all this other These other things where I, like, realize my value is not in, like, this educational identity. Like, you know, so everything, even if it ends, even if you end up overthinking and, like, worst case scenario happens and you listen to people you weren't supposed to listen to and you do the thing that maybe wasn't perfect for you,
1: there's going to be a good
0: thing that happens in the end out of it. So, yeah, yeah, so, but that's big. Like, why are we asking the opinions of people that don't know us at a Mm -hmm. deep level and...
1: Well, not, I think that we're yeah. constantly, like, when I, things like that, it's, like, you want to get, you want to make the decision that, like, the most people also agree with. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, other people are coming from their POV, and honestly, they're probably, if you ask someone in passing what they think about something, they're not fully thinking it through with the same, like, depth and, and like, yeah
0: consequence than life. you do. yeah For them, it's just, like, oh, I mean,
1: like, it's a a better school. is, like, a better school. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then, but then if you're going to let the opinion of people who aren't even thinking through, they're not even considering your situation, the life impacts it's going to have, like really even who you are. Not always the
0: popular opinion is the right one for your life. Yes, 100%. It's
1: not, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yes, so talk to a trusted, supportive, someone who knows you for advice. Um, Another thing is, and it's kind of like the last thing, and it's a big thing, I think is like when you overthink, it's good to have healthy distractions. Mm hmm. Um, And just be more, like, more mindfulness. We need to practice mindfulness. Uh, This is part four of us saying, bring back hobbies. Because mindfulness is just so important. The definition, sort of, of mindfulness is that it could be any healthy activity or skill that allows you to practice shifting your mind to the present moment rather than in the past or in the future. Sounds a lot like overthinking, right? Literally the opposite of overthinking is being mindful and present. Yeah. And so... What does that look like? It can be working out. It can be stretching, doing yoga, strength training, cleaning your home. Cleaning is so therapeutic for me. Like, Mm. being able to just completely tune out anything else that's going, like, happening. Listening to music. Doing breath work. Dancing. Gardening. Basically, go out. Give yourself a healthy distraction. Maybe do your favorite thing. Get your favorite snack. Go to your favorite store. Hang out with your favorite people. Or get into more practices and habits and hobbies that allow you to be more present, these things allow you to like just be way more connected into your physical realm in what's in front of you and be focused on the present moment only for that present moment instead of overthinking and fixating on whatever past you had and whatever is happening in the future. I just think that that is to me the biggest key for myself in overthinking because most of the time my overthinking tends to be about the future. Actually, yeah, tends to be about the future, and so being in the present and taking every day day by day is so impactful for making me feel happier. Yeah, that's like my that's biggest big. thing. When I'm overwhelmed, my number one phrase is day by day, take a day. Like, what what can you do today? Yeah, to make they like, don't take on the world and the the next week, the next month in a single day. You can't only do what you can do right now. Yeah, in this twenty four hour period, you know. Yeah,
0: and hot take. I don't know, it, I just kind of thought about this, but maybe our over... Like, when we say, like, find a healthy distraction, maybe our overthinking and our ruminating and overwhelming our minds and not being present, that's the distraction. Like we should be doing the gardening. We should be connecting with our friends. We should be pouring into others. But we distract ourselves with these made-up, like, ideas of all these things that are going to go wrong in our life when they're not and they're out of our control. And we're distracting ourselves from the life that we could be living and the ways that we could be giving back to others and the ways we could be connecting with nature or nature or Bigger things, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, right now, I was just talking to Sam. It's definitely a tangent, but I feel like in young adult life, I'm figuring out what's important to me. You know, like, I feel like I know my purpose. Like, it's very... You know, I'm like a Christian that like definitely makes an impact on a lot of aspects of my life Then I'm thinking about like I want to learn more about politics or like learn more about the issues that are happening in this world or Political and economic state of the world okay. Coach Smith, No, but I just feel like those are not distractions Those are the things that matter like we should be looking into those things But we're mm-hmm. so distracted by like our phones or what we think can go wrong or whether we should send an email or what other people think about us. Those are really the distractions. So it's like why does that why do why are more of us? Especially I think also as you know, phones and like electronics and social media all brainwash us. But oh,
1: it's like,
0: but well, but it's like those they're distracting us from living our lives because I mean mm-hmm. we talk about this a lot, but it's, it's like being
1: like addicted to your phone, you're addicted to like a world that's literally not it's even. It's not even here. your own.
0: So that's the major distraction. And
1: like it's okay, I don't know. I think it's that, not like
0: don't demonize it totally. Like I love social media, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But yeah, do you know it's what a, I mean? It is
1: crazy to think that like I said, like I continue saying it's like we don't have we, people don't practice hobbies as much because are like we do anything that takes the least amount of work like flipping on netflix and just having literally they've created categories to recommend things specifically for you to watch and like you just literally press play that's all you have to do and then if you get into a show i feel like i want to know i should probably look this up i wonder if i think people are ever since streaming became a thing people are more into shows than they are movies but i think it's because you can easily just you don't have to make the decision of picking a new movie to
0: yeah watch
1: you can just Get on a binge and, and keep watching a show. Dude, I'm also delusional and I have a very,
0: very, very crazy imagination. But literally, sometimes, I don't know if anyone else is the same. But when I'm, like, watching a show or even, like, a vlog or something, I will associate, like, oh, like, this show's exciting so, like, my life's exciting. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh. It's, like, a weird distraction. Like, I feel like that puts me into a You're, like, living through other You're people. You're living
1: through other people's, like, no, please. Please, let's live our lives. And that's... No, I, I think it's 100%. I mean, because we... I think that... Our culture, we idolize celebrities so much. Or, yeah, living through celebrities. That's another really big distraction well, It's like, that we what put. is... All those Netflix shows, like, Dubai Bling, all the Bling Empire, all these things. It's like, you're Kardashian. literally looking at... the yeah. yeah, Kardashians. We like looking at how rich people live their lives. So
0: we can, like, live vicariously through them.
1: And yeah. I will also... And it is interesting. Like, I get interested in yeah, knowing about Yeah, and nothing is... I'm not saying this is, like,
0: 100% bad. But I'm just saying that it, it's 100% a distraction. And then think about, like, the thought process from there. Like, when I... I I'll i admit, I was... um. As a Kardashian stand for a small bit of time, I repent. <laughs> like I'm not anymore oh, at all. Lord. But um, but then I would see their wealth and I'd be like, oh I'm never gonna get there. Like I should be working harder. Like
1: and then that leads me to overthinking my life because I'm like, their wealth is literally by chance. I mean, I'm not saying they didn't work hard. I'm just saying that like but no one should have the. It's not much a while. comment
0: upon your life just because someone else is. Well, do you know what? And this they were wealthy
1: a, before they got yeah, super famous. Yeah. So,
0: so it, it's just like I think there's so many things that that distract us what really matters in life and if we (coughs) allow our mind to be one of those two we're only fighting against ourselves so yeah yeah, that's what I guess I'm trying to say with all that
1: yeah so overall I think that we can start becoming aware of our patterns and I don't know why. Why is the word trigger so triggering to me? Yeah,
0: I can't. It's been overused. Anyways, <laughs> being
1: aware of your triggers to know, like, when you're going to start overthinking about something. Well, Yeah, it's like, get better perspective. Like, zoom yeah, out that's of, good. The, of the
0: problem. It's literally all connected. It's crazy. Yeah, it is yeah. All connected. And worry can never add a single moment to your life. Like, there's literally never... You're just losing that time to worry, so... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's like, we don't have that much that many hours, like, in this life. Time is fleeting. No one can get more of it. And should spend it doing whatever you see as your most happiest fullest life so yeah let's get over overthinking together i hope that this episode was informative and helpful to anyone who's listening um we'll we'll definitely have a poll on this episode of like how often do you feel like you overthink because i'm really curious but i hope can people see the results from the polls yeah oh cool yeah then you can see you're not alone yes oh yeah by the way on our our Hi, um how to make friends episode not a single person said that they're the question that oh, i put yeah. in the spotify pool basically on spotify if you listen to the episode you can scroll down and then there's like questions sometimes that we can write for you all to answer and i put the question like are you looking for friends right now and the answer choices that i put was a yes i'm actively looking b yes i'm looking but i'm shy or c no i'm not looking mm-hmm. i'm pretty full on friendships Not a single person voted no. So everyone is open to friendship. I'm telling you. And the same thing about this, I'm sure, that a lot of people overthink. Um, But yeah, I hope this was helpful. We're going to post all the resources so you can refer back to this information without having to listen to the entire podcast again. Um, But thank you so, so much for listening. And I hope that you have a great day and a great start to your summer. Happy summer. All All right. right. Love you. you. Bye.